0: Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast. Here's your host, Chuck Tomasi.
1: Hello again, ServiceNow admins, builders, and developers, and all of you curious individuals. And yes, utmost respect to everyone that's listening to this, of course. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast. In this episode, I've got the pleasure of talking to Chris Haas, Senior Manager of Product Management. How
0: are you today, Chris? Well, Chuck, I'm doing just great. Thanks for having me on your show.
1: Now, we've worked together a bit before, but I want the the people listening to know a little bit more about
0: you. Tell us about Chris Haas. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'll start with my background here at ServiceNow. So I've uh, actually been working at ServiceNow for almost six years. I actually started here as an engineer. So I worked on our ITSM products as an engineer And I made the switch over into product management about about 15 months uh, into my career here. So I've been a product manager for about four years. Uh, Prior to joining ServiceNow, I was actually an engineer for about 15 years. And most immediately before ServiceNow, I was actually uh, running my own consulting company. So doing software development projects for companies um, as big as the Fortune 500 and as small as these little flash-in-the-pants startups up in the Bay Area. So... Uh, kind of seen it all, did it all, um, quite a lot of fun. Um, as far as uh, my experience here with ServiceNow, as a product manager, I've actually um, released quite a few new products over the last several years. So I co-led Agent Workspace, so the original version. Uh, we put that to market. I was the lead product manager on the guided app creator. So I, we released that back in our New York release. I also brought the original Now CLI to market. So I really uh, worked hard with our engineers to bring uh, component development to our development community. Um, A little over a year ago, I spent, uh, not a little over a year ago, but I spent a little over a year actually working on our UI Builder product. So I helped release its original version back in Orlando. And then I transitioned back to what is now the Service Now CLI. So I helped uh, build that and bring it to market just last month. Um, and most recently I actually moved over into our new app engine studio product, which we are here to talk about today. So I, uh, want to give props to the previous product team, uh, previous and current product team who actually worked tirelessly for the last, uh, you know, 18 to 24 months, bringing this to market. Um, now I'm just kind of joining their team and they're going to take the baton from here.
1: Before we get into App Engine Studio, uh, this is a good follow-up because we had Charn on the last episode and, yeah. you know, your involvement with Command Line. So if he said anything wrong, please let me know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've already told him. No, <laughs> <laughs> No,
1: no, no. Next time you get on, do this. No, that's <laughs> fine. When you're not working, what do you enjoy doing?
0: Oh, uh, well, I'm a big health and fitness guy. So I absolutely love to start my mornings with a solid workout, either on Peloton or, you know. The gyms aren't open quite yet here in California, but uh, I did uh, manage to scrape up a, a workout bench for the garage. So love everything health and fitness. Um, I love spending time with my wife and our four-year-old daughter. So she is uh, quite the job in itself. Uh, and pre-COVID, we absolutely love to travel. I mean, anything from quick weekend getaways in Las Vegas to you know trips abroad, Italy, Germany, uh, Brazil, just absolutely loved it. Can't wait to get back. <laughs> I haven't been on a plane over a year. Can't believe it. I know. It's
1: crazy. We were just looking at you know, Google Photos or, or Facebook sends you this memory that says, one year ago today, it's like, oh, we got done with our last trip ever. <laughs> like, this is terrible. <laughs> and then yeah. what's even worse is Google sent you this monthly report of, here's your where you went in Google Maps. And usually it's pretty impressive. You know, like, ooh, went to Jamaica, <laughs> then Frankfurt. And, you know, it's all over the map. This this one zoomed in real tight. It says, you went to the living room <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs>
0: like, no, that doesn't count anymore. Don't forget the grocery store. That's like the big outing of the week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My wife goes there and brings it back to me. <laughs> so I, I, I'm the guy who gets to the grocery store and starts talking to people, total strangers, just to have a conversation with someone else. <laughs> okay, on to the topic we came here for. Sure. Let's dive into App Engine Studio. First, we'll do the why. Why AES?
0: Oh, asking your product manager why—that's like the the best question. Uh, well, look, like we're service now, right? And and you know, the market is the market for digital transformation is absolutely real, right? That that is pretty much the bread and butter to our existence. And when we look really deep into the market, what we're seeing here is. Uh, IDC predicts 500 million new business apps are going to be created in the next four years. Now, so that's that's more than the last 30 years alone. Now, you couple that with the fact that there's a 1.2 million uh, developer shortage in the market in 2021 alone. So, you've got companies that are looking to uh, do digital transformation at a higher rate than ever. You've got uh, a huge gap in actual development talent. So how the heck are we going to help our customers build these apps and innovate faster? And that was really the the question we posed to ourselves uh, when we started this whole thing. And so what we did with App Engine Studio, it's our new developer experience for building apps in the Now platform. And we wanted to make building apps in our platform easier and make the whole Now platform more approachable. And so by doing that, it's uh, basically going to achieve two goals. One, it's going to make our current developers and development community move faster on our platform, burn down that backlog that we know they have 18 and 24 month backlogs, burn that down faster and get that innovation out faster. And the second is uh, we need to find and fill the gaps in that <laughs> that developer shortage. So we need to actually make our platform so easy to build apps on that we can extend our reach beyond the traditional developer. So that is exactly the genesis behind AES, it people faster, and, and uh, reach more developers to build more.
1: Well, this gets back to Fred Luddy's whole original vision about enabling anyone in the enterprise to route work through the company and, and, and get work done. He's it, really getting back to that citizen developer as much as I, it, it pains me to say that word, but it's <laughs> recognizable, so we'll use it you know, because it's so easily misinterpreted. But you know that was his original vision and this plays right into that very well.
0: Yeah, absolutely does. I mean, that was part of Fred's original vision. And I would say, you know, in the six years I've been here, I've seen a sort of focus and lose focus uh, on that. And so more so in the last two years, have I ever seen so much investment and focus from ServiceNow to really, it's not enabling citizen developers, it's enabling citizen development. And so it's really just developers sitting outside IT, someone who likes to write Python at night, potentially, or someone who's really great with Excel and enabling them to actually build on our platform, these sort of uh, closet developers, if you will. They are developers. And then we are just uh, you know, extending a helping hand to get them to build on our platform.
1: My older brother is a classic case of this. I'd call him a power user. If, yeah. if there's a tool in front of him, he will read the book or watch videos cover to cover to get the most out of that and understand it. And if you were to hand him something like AES he's going to go to town and solve all the problems. You know, th- these are the people that have dabbled <laughs> with possibly Microsoft access or, yeah. you know, used whatever they could find to try and solve their problems and then exploit that. But there's always some limitation there, isn't there? Always. <laughs> you get stuck with, Oh, uh, access makes a good system of record, but I don't have any workflow routing. There's no approvals and, and you know, we, we can solve that. This, this is one of those occupational hazards of working at ServiceNow. I don't know how many times a day I say, I can solve this with
0: ServiceNow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, true story. When I started here as an engineer and got to know our platform, um, it took me about three weeks to really understand what the platform did. And once I got it, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I just did in 20 minutes what a previous client you know, would spend tens of thousands of dollars in, 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 for me to do in months. So once I figured out like what the platform can do for people and how fast it can do it. And I was, I was hooked.
1: And I think there's a, there's a certain, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a, an ease of recognition that developers have because they've done things the hard way. They've done things the long way. Like, I had to be, build my own email engine before I had to build my own reporting engine, my own integration to a reporting engine. That's right. And, and when you see the platform and actually go, That's a time saver. How do we get that same recognition or enlightenment to other people in the organization?
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, some of uh some of the key sort of design principles, if you will, of AES is really how do we get developers into the system and get them to create something of value, something that they recognize, like, whoa, that process that I just built within a matter of clicks. Mm-hmm. is something that used to take me or it took me a whole year to build in, in Excel, right? And so one of the key features actually of App Engine Studio is templates. And so it's a way for us to give you building blocks, uh, anything from huge applications that have multiple experiences, mobile apps, whole data models, uh, down to just object templates like flows. How can I quickly create an approval flow without having to understand what an approval is? And so that's really, um, sort of our guiding principles, if you will, at Vention Studio. How do we get or achieving uh, enlightenment, if you will, as you, as you said it, uh, within just a matter of, of minutes, if not hours?
1: And my vision is, is, for the people that are listening to this podcast, is you are the eyes, ears, arms, legs, whatever attribute <laughs> you want to put on this thing is you are the advocates for ServiceNow in your organization because a lot of these people coming to you from outside of IT who say, hey, we need a purchasing app or I need a way to route this work to this other department. You're the ones who need to recognize and and advocate for us and say, ServiceNow does this faster and better because I know that a lot of developers have multiple platforms to choose from. They have multiple ways of solving a problem it might be one of our competitors. It might be something sure. from the ground up. It might be something open source. But when you recognize how fast that we can do this stuff and the, the the benefits of doing that service now in terms of building and maintenance, I know I'm getting a little preachy here and I'm probably preaching to the <laughs> choir, but that's the whole point is, is I don't have a way, you know, nobody in your purchasing department is listening to the break point Developer podcast, right? But you're the ones at the table that go, "Hey, you know, have we considered building this on Service Now?" So that's my message that I want to get to the developers: is you're the advocates, you're our ambassadors, uh, you're the ones who who are going to say this is the fastest way to do this, this is the way that will have the least maintenance down the road because let's face it, nobody likes technical debt, <laughs> and this is a great way to reduce that. Uh, getting back to your point about the, the developer shortage, was 1.2
0: million? 1.2 million developer shortage this year alone.
1: You sure that doesn't translate into more money for the people who are already here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it should.
1: <laughs> I just had to, I was like, that's what I heard. Hey, there's a developer shortage. The price goes up, right? <laughs> just Blind like man. stocks. <laughs> Speaking of money, let's talk about the licensing. Uh, let's talk real quick about how AES... Is a separate SKU as part of the App Engine licensing, so it's it, a lot of people were expecting. Oh, this is part of Quebec. Um, how is that? How is that translated into what the developer can expect? Where it comes from? How they can get releases out of band from our regular six-month re- release cycle?
0: Yeah, yeah. So a couple of things you touched on. So, so one, App Engine Studio does require an App Engine license. Uh, So that is uh, definitely one of our requirements, Um, but you did touch on out of band. And so one of the really exciting things about App Engine Studio is that we're actually releasing it through the store. Our first release is uh, this month in March, and we plan on innovating much faster than, uh, say, our our development community has been accustomed to. So by releasing through the store, we can actually release up to um, every month. If you want, I think right now we're going to shoot for probably at least every other month. And so that might be, you know, additional templates that might be full fledged product. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out what the need is there, but yeah, uh, App Engine subscribers are going to be quite delighted, not only with the first version, but how fast we continue to iterate. Um, applying more value, listening to feedback and adding that to the product. So we're all really excited to co develop with, uh, with our customers.
1: That is attractive because we haven't had that before. If we were waiting for some new feature in service portal, or we were waiting for some new feature in, in studio, we'd have to wait that six months. And then because, you know, customers are usually have that lag. Yep. Yep. Paris is out. Well, we won't get to Paris until April of 2021. By that time, Quebec is already out and they get into this. Should we wait? Should we upgrade? Should we get the patch? Should we, you know, this (laughs) allows you to set that baseline. Yes, AES requires Quebec, correct?
0: That's correct. Quebec patch one.
1: Okay. And, but from then on, if we've got a new release, more templates, more uh, features, we'll get into that in a minute. But you don't have to wait until (laughs) September, that's for right. Rome, or next year for San Diego. So we'll be yeah. getting potentially four, five, six new updates a year.
0: Yeah. That's attractive. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. That's why we're doing it. But yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're going to iterate much faster. Um, you know, I don't want to set the wrong expectations, right? We we will sometimes still have to tie to a family release, right? There is still stuff that we can only shift through our family release. So if we are shipping a major feature that requires family changes, you know, the next version of App Engine Studio might then require the next family release. So that is that possibility. Templates on the other hand, luckily are more metadata driven. So we will be able to um, release those far more frequently than we would say core App Engine Studio functionality. But yeah, just a level set. We are gonna release innovate faster, um, but yes, we're still gonna have a little bit of ties to our family releases.
1: Do we see that being more of a strategic direction, releasing things through the store?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So from our top-down product leadership uh, and engineering leadership, they are 100% supporting product teams to release more and more through the store. So innovating faster for our customers, it's good for everyone. It's good for the product team, it's good for the customer.
1: Why the store rather than plugins, for example? Uh,
0: Well, plugins are tied to family releases. So that's where we do have to, you know, if you're going to ship a plugin, you got to ship it in the family release. Um, the store, of course, is a great model we've had for many years, and now we've uh, and you know over the last couple of years we've enabled product teams to actually ship service now apps through there. Uh, and so, really, our kind of model is we ship the, the the app through the store, and then what we do is a true up process. So let's say we we ship our uh, store version say this month, and then the Rome release comes out in September. Mm-hmm. We then make the base version part of our Rome release. So in Rome. Those customers will get it up into the studio without having to go through the store. So it's it's an interesting process. But yeah, it's a little bit more lag time. But um, yeah, the store definitely allows us to innovate faster.
1: We used to have this nice twice a year cadence for (laughs) releases and the go-to-market and the marketing collateral and now we're injecting lots of other data points. So this is going to be a bit really interesting, but internally it'll be interesting for the customer. It's going to be hugely beneficial.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's you know, for, for us, it's a different muscle, like everything from the product and engineering teams to how we execute to how our go-to-market teams execute. Um, you know, we're all, uh, this is industry standard, but we're all learning these new muscles because we've done the you know the family releases for so long. So we're all <laughs> excited. I mean, as a product manager, I, I want to keep pushing features as much as we can. So I'm, I'm stoked.
1: It's a bit scary, but <laughs> we'll get there.
0: Now <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to clone you. That's what that's what's, the problem, Chuck. We have to clone you so you can keep up with these quarterly. Sure. <laughs>
1: what what's that uh, phrase? You know, you're only growing when you're out of your comfort zone.
0: Oh, that's right. Or if, uh, if everything seems in control, you're not going fast enough.
1: <laughs> there was, yeah, I think my, one of my old bosses said, uh, if you're not moving forward, you're standing still. And if you're standing still, you're moving backward because everybody else is moving forward. <laughs> so you <laughs> nice. don't want to be the, the slowest car on the highway. That's for sure. Let's go back to the templates. What sure. templates do we have for this initial release?
0: All right, so for our initial release here in March, we have uh, five application templates. Now, again, we've got different levels of templates. So the five app templates we have, and these are um, at the scoped app level. So these contain portal experiences, workspace experiences, entire data models, flows uh, for orchestrating the data. Um, and so we were releasing five app templates in March. And so that is our document approval, performance appraisal. We have a time off request, uh, emergency alerts, in our team contacts app. Uh, A step down from application templates are these object templates. So this is a way for you within a a scoped app to say, I want to create a flow. And so when you go through that create flow, uh, you will then have a choice to choose to build your flow from scratch or choose from a dozen other uh, built-in flow templates. So I want to create a flow flow using the approval template. And so that'll walk you through creating an approval for, say, a catalog item. Or I want to create a flow that uses the Jira spoke, uh, something like that. So those are object templates that get you going faster with just the little bits that you want to build in your scoped app. And we've got dozens of flow templates, uh, a mobile app template, a couple experience templates that'll set you up with a nice new modern portal and workspace. So again, all ties back to how do we make developers go faster? How do we get them to achieve value faster? And templates are, are a great way to do that.
1: Again, it's not just for that new citizen developer persona or somebody who's new to the platform to get used to it. It's not training wheels. This is an accelerator for everybody. And and it also increases that collaboration between the people who don't do You didn't go to college for a computer science degree. They just want to get their app up and running. But if they need to go beyond, then they work collaboratively with those developers that have that experience that can go deeper. If they say, oh, I need some custom actions in my flow. Great. Because you know, frankly, as a developer, that's what I like building is those more complex pieces of logic or the integrations mm-hmm. yeah. that you know, the custom components that they can put on the workspace. So that's that's what fires me up is like it relieves me from a lot of the um, lesser skilled work i'll say i I don't want to be mean (laughs) to anybody with the words i choose here mundane maybe i i I was trying to stay away from mundane and drudgery but okay (laughs) it's it's the things that i don't get out of bed in the morning like oh someone
0: wants a new report (laughs) yeah that's 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 the that's the beauty of that studio and that's the beauty of you know citizen development programs right being able to offload a lot of the less complex work to lines of business folks who are going to get the most value out of the outcome of those applications, leaving the more complex stuff like the complicated actions or the script includes to the pros to do what they love, you know, to have that excitement and uh, building yep. an app. So it's it's a it's a great model. Uh, I absolutely love it. I love how App Engine Studio really supports that collaborative model.
1: Where did we come up with the idea for the templates that we're rolling out first?
0: Oh, uh, well, we... <laughs> We shot for about 20 app templates. And so uh, we did everything from uh, market research and looking at what our customers have built, looking at um, competitive analysis of of what types of things. We looked at what's best for building on a platform. And we basically came up with a list, AKA a backlog of say 20 application templates. And so uh, we kind of whittled that down just based on scope and time and to the five that we're releasing in March. And then we have, Within, I think our next release, which is uh, in June, we're releasing another six. So, um, yeah, that's basically kind of where we came from. We're going to continuing to build the, the backlog of these uh, application templates, working with our other product teams for that, so they can support and build more object templates. And we're going to iterate and continue to release those as we go. All
1: right, I got to pivot to the hardcore old timer developers like me. I know there's a lot of us out there. We're creatures of habit and we use what's worked in the past. Almost out of, of, it's like, well, we're, why should I change? Uh Okay. So until someone shows us there's something better, something faster, something easier, whatever it happens to be. We've seen this before with developers who are proficient with the legacy workflow, example. and yeah. getting them to start using Flow Designer, or those that are fluent in JavaScript and migrating them from script includes into actions and subflows. I I know I'm guilty of that. I'm, I'm going back and looking at a lot of the work of that idea just two years ago.
0: Going, Ooh, <laughs> you know, that's
1: a lot of script include to go tackle. Um, right. What's what's your sales pitch to sway those of us out of our comfort zone
0: Ah, oh, you know i mean that's always going to be a challenge right because like you said we are creatures of habit if it's worked before i'm just going to keep at it mm-hmm. and so again with uh, the goal of app engine studio one we're going to increase our reach we're going to go after that kind of new market if you will of those line of business developers and give them something fun to get after for our you know current it developers the hardcore we're going to show them one how fun it is to build, because App Engine Studio is a beautiful modern experience. We're going to show them how fast you can get things up and running. So full apps, flows, all that good stuff. Um, And so really our pitch is, hey, come to App Engine Studio and work faster. Get through that backlog faster. Collaborate with your lines of business better through App Engine Studio so you can actually get to the more complex stuff that you just love to do. But
1: Chris, Guided App Creator did everything I need. (laughs) <laughs> why,
0: why do I need to switch? <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that since that's one of the, the ones we did a couple of years ago. Uh, look, Guided App Creator was great. And actually, um, you know, as I've kind of mentioned, this uh, sort of renewed investment that we've seen over the last couple of years from ServiceNow about um, kind of uh, refreshing our developer experience. Guided App Creator was the first step. It was, hey, how do we start making app creation on the platform easier and more approachable? That was step one all the the whole time that we were building guided app creator we were we still had our sights on our main vision which is hey how do we empower everybody to build and collaborate on our platform so great first step uh now we're going to see you know the next step in our evolution with app engine studio of how easy it can be to build apps
1: even though there's a new modern design on app engine studio you will see some familiar elements of guided app creator in AES i was just building an Mm -hmm. app moments before this getting prepared for knowledge and like, Hey, this is familiar. I can create a table from importing a spreadsheet, start from scratch or extend a table. The wording may be slightly different to be a little friendlier to those people that haven't seen it before. There's even a guided tour that takes you through App Engine studio for those newbies that haven't seen it before. So you don't have to have that in-depth platform knowledge of, Oh my, where do I start? It, pretty much mm-hmm. walks you through, and there's lots of bubbles. And yes, for the people who are experienced, you can turn the bubbles off. It's <laughs> like right. annotations on the classic UI. It's like, I know this. Don't bother me. I need the form space. So yes, you can do that. So Don't feel like this is a completely foreign technology that you'll never be able to uh, engage with. We are making AES available on the personal developer instances. So if you've got a PDI, you can check it out there. Find out if it's got value to you. Hopefully you will agree with us that it is a faster way of doing that. Mm-hmm. So what all can you build in AES as of March 21, 21 And what is still on the roadmap? Let's, let's sort of clarify where we are and where we're going.
0: Yeah, sure. So where we are. So you mentioned uh, you're going to see some familiarity with uh, some of the things that Guided App Creator offers you. So one of those things is... Being able to create your data model from a spreadsheet. Um, So you can certainly do that. And uh, even more uh, robust or or extensive is that you can actually now create multiple tables using a single spreadsheet with multiple worksheets. So that's a really nice feature that we've added. Um, The jump off point from when you're building that data model from your spreadsheet is a lot easier. So we launch you into a brand new table builder. So it's a really nice way to continue building and editing your data model. So it's a very nice modern experience for t- being able to do that.
1: Yeah, the the way that I like that table builder because it it's sort of like a new and improved version of that embedded list of columns yeah, right? that was in the table form. When you brought up a table, it said, mm-hmm. "Here's the name." Here it's on this menu, and then you had three tabs for columns, controls, and what was it? Application access, something like that. Yeah. And and you could just keep blasting out columns on that embedded list and then finally hit save or update. And you had columns. This is easier than that. And it's yes. it's it's a lot more goof proof than that too. It's not as complex.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean what's amazing about it, not only is it uh, you know reminiscent of the sort of the the classic way of doing things. Um, which is very fast and efficient, but you can also click over into preview mode where we actually then take you into a live list of data where you can uh, edit records, update records, et cetera. So right there in the same experience, you kind of flip them back and forth between modifying your schema and actually looking at what the data looks like and how your, your say, your function fields and whatever else are actually working. So really cool experience there.
1: I'm stealing that. I'm going to put that piece specifically, that preview into my demo that I lead at (laughs) CreatorCon. That is worth it right there.
0: Perfect, perfect. So um, in addition to the improvements that we made in building out your data model, um, we've also added some uh, really awesome ways to build experiences on the platform. So first is uh, the mobile app. So again, some familiarity with Guided App Creator. Guided App Creator, we did the one-click mobile app. You just Mm -hmm. specify the name of your app, a couple tables, and boom, you've got a mobile app. You're taking your data on the go. So we've actually poured that over into App Engine Studio. So you'll see the same experience in March. We're going to improve that a little bit later down the road. Uh, So you can create your mobile apps. So And from there, you can actually now create experiences. So these are now experiences. So this is built on the new now experience UI framework tech stack. So if you want a modern portal, you can do that within a couple of clicks. Just new experience, I want a portal, done. You can also create a new and slick modern workspace. So I can say I want a new workspace and I want to work on incidents and I also want to work on maybe interaction records. And boom, you can stand up a workspace and start working away on your data. What's awesome, another awesome feature is that we've integrated with the new catalog builder. So a partner team within ServiceNow actually built that and we integrate really, really nicely with it. So if you want to create a new catalog item the catalog builder walks you through step-by-step step of how to actually build out your catalog item. Whether you want to do it as an owner request or as a record producer, just walks you straight on through it. So, uh, And then in addition to that, we have a great way to build flows. So as I mentioned, we have those great object templates that allow you to mm-hmm. build your flows. Super easy. And then we have a security center. So once everything's set and done, you've got uh, your data model in place, you've got your experiences set up, your mobile app ready to go, all your flows working and, and uh, uh, working your data through the system. Then you go into the security manager where you say, "Okay, now I've done all the fun stuff. I'm going to give uh, ITIL users access to this, and you know ITIL admins access to this." So it's a really nice flow of how to actually create your app from data model to experience to automation to security. So really cool stuff. We're super super excited about how fast you can build apps now.
1: But we're not done yet. This this is like version one. Uh, You mentioned that the mobile building experience will be enhanced. I've seen some of the early prototypes of that and boy, howdy, I'm looking forward to that because, (laughs) you know, let's face it, our mobile building development environment is a bit complex right now. Between functions and function items and actions and action items and where to apply this and how does that relate to this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it 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 works, but it's almost it, it's like an extended skill set of the platform. And there's nothing wrong with that because it, it does what it does very well. Yes. But we're going to make that easier in future releases. What else is, is coming down the road?
0: Well, um, there's a couple of things we're going to address right away. So right now, the way App Engine Studio works is that after you build your app, you submit it for deployment. And so mm-hmm. uh, this aligns with our governance model that we've, um, and it's pretty lightweight in B1. It sort of just gives the uh, platform owner a way to um, sort of restrict what's being built on the platform and also review it before promoting it to production. Sure. So when you submit your application, uh, what it does is it kicks off this lightweight deployment request process, allows the admin to go in, kind of review, and then say, yes, promote the tests. And then after that, you can go ahead and promote the prod. So we're going to beef up that process and provide more governance. So one, um, we're gonna strengthen our pipeline model to allow for more than just a dev test prod setup. So if you're a customer with a staging server, or if you like to go from subprod to prod, we're gonna beef up that pipeline model to support you. Uh, We're also going to add more governance features. So as a platform owner, when you're reviewing the application that uh, has been submitted, you'll have more information about it. So you'll be able to actually see what's inside the app, You'll be able to write your own validation rules to say, hey, if this app, say, extends task, you know, alert me about it. So big red letters. <laughs> um, so we are going to see a lot of great stuff as far as the governance model. Um, we're going to implement a new collaboration feature. So you can already collaborate within the app in the studio, but we're going to make it even better and give more power to the developers. So if you are that line of business developer and you've gotten to a point where you're like, oh, you no, know, I really need something more complex, they can reach out to Chuck and, and actually invite you into the application. And you can come into the app and you can actually build that action and help complete the app. So we're going to see some great collaboration features later this year. Um, You've already mentioned the mobile improvements. So we're going to beef Mm -hmm. up the mobile wizard. We're going to make it, uh, you know, even more full-featured. So we're going to get you to an even better point at the end of that wizard. And what's even better is that our partner mobile team is actually creating a whole new mobile app builder. So the jump-off point is no longer going to be in what we're now going to call the classic mobile studio. It's going to be the new mobile (laughs) app builder. So very much, uh, very improved experience there that we're super excited about. Um, You know, some of the other things are more foundational. So version control. So we have source control integration in Studio, um, and we don't have that functionality in AES and V1. We're gonna add that later this year as well. So you'll be able to uh, link your to a Git repository. We're actually going to empower developers, I'm sorry, empower admins to give that functionality to uh, individual developers too, which is great. And then sort of beyond maybe next year or beyond this year, I should say, we're going to integrate more builders. So more integration with things like process automation designer. We've got a hot project in the mix right now that's set for our San Diego release uh, for revamping our entire form building process. So imagine Mm. being able to build out your entire form, not not just layout, build out your entire form, UI policies, access controls, uh, dependent fields, independent items, all in one builder. So that's super super exciting. So uh, yeah ready for that. <laughs> yes, yeah. The little things like schema maps and relationship building, being able to see the relationships of your your different yeah. tables that you're creating, and being able to actually draw the relationship lines. We have so much good stuff coming that uh, I'm just I'm actually getting goosebumps right now talking about. It. I just can't wait <laughs> <laughs> to get back into that backlog and start cranking out these stories.
1: Did I hear a rumor that we've got a way to uh, estimate? cost impact or licensing impacts coming too so as somebody says hey i'd like to build this and if i extend the task table you know not it, it, it does it sends up red flags he goes well you might be impacting your cost and here's what you're in for
0: uh we are certainly trying to that's in our backlog for sure that is something that you can probably uh, look forward to next year but yes one of the things that we have um heard when we talk to platform owners and especially about citizen development is hey, I need to know what this person's going to do Mm -hmm. or have done, and I need to know the licensing implications of that. So absolutely, that is one of the things that we want to add to this product to be able to give these platform owners more upfront knowledge about what's being built and how that impacts their licensing agreements.
1: That's handy because then they could go nuts in in dev or subprod and not impact the licensing, but you don't deploy it until you understand that cost impact. Huge benefit.
0: Absolutely. Definitely.
1: Then you can assess, is this application worth its value that you propose? If you need 50K a year to run this application, are you going to be saving at least 50K or boosting the revenue at least 50K? Your usual business questions that executives want to know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Where can the listener go for more information? Oh, well, we're releasing App Engine Studio this month. And so all the information um, will be on our doc site for you to actually start to read and reference and get uh, familiar with App Engine Studio. Our developer portal, of course, is going to be full of information for you to uh, read about and learn about App Engine Studio. As you mentioned, Chuck, we're going to make App Engine Studio available on PDIs. And so folks can actually uh, get a PDI, and install App Engine Studio, or I believe it comes pre-installed, um, and start playing with it right away. So they can definitely get their hands wet. Get to know it. Again, we're going to iterate faster, so we want to actually hear your feedback. So go to the community. Tell us what's going on with your experience at Venture Studio. Let us know uh, what you like, what you don't like. And, um, you know, we just like I said, I can't wait to to co-develop this thing with our customers.
1: We've also got some plans on the developer portal for those people who are not coders. We call them builders. We've got some plans so when they go into the experience and, and get a PDI they will be taken directly into App Engine Studio. So they're not going to see the classic menus and app modules and all this stuff to get, because you know, let's face it, that's kind of intimidating. I know I was the first time and that was 12 <laughs> years ago, 13 years ago when I got in there and there were far, far fewer... Um, <laughs> menus and modules than there are today yeah. so let's bring them into a safe guided environment and of course you can always you know break out of that if you need to but it's not as intimidating to build an application when you're brought right in there so look for that coming up as well chris will you be available at uh, creator for maybe any ask the experts or open q a sessions
0: yeah, absolutely will. I don't know the schedule yet, but uh, we're, we're there every year. So you can certainly be, uh, you can be sure to be able to find me somewhere on the schedule.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Looking forward to it. Thank you for joining us today. Before you go, can you let the listener know how they can contact you?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Hit me up on my email, chris.haas at servicenow.com. And you can also uh, find me on LinkedIn. So I love connecting with developers uh, and just hearing your feedback and just seeing what you all are up to using our platform.
1: We'll have the links in the show notes for you. Thank you, wonderful listener, for joining us today. Don't forget to check out the other ServiceNow podcasts. You can find them at community.servicenow.com under the resources menu. And I invite you to subscribe to this podcast to get it free, automatically delivered to you. When it's ready, it comes out. There you go. The other thing is CreatorCon is coming up, so keep your eyes open for that registration page. You can go over to knowledge.servicenow.com and get all of that good information. Again, Chris, thanks for sharing with us today.
0: Thanks for having me on the show, Chuck. Appreciate it. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com.